It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall, and I've got a scoop for you. And we all know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I encourage you to check out this one. It's called Going In Raw. You heard it here first. Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Yeah, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Nothing going on in terms of streaming for us at the Twitch channel this weekend. Next weekend, of course, we've got WrestleMania nights one and two, as we were reminded endlessly from Michael Cole. Uh, tonight, SmackDown was the penultimate uh, episode of SmackDown before WrestleMania. Let me yeah. ask this. Yeah, you know, on, when, when Vince was on Pat McAfee's show, he said they went with stupendous. It's kind of like the word for marketing word for WrestleMania because it, yeah. I mean, you'd have to go and look it up. Yeah. That was his explanation for it. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. I yeah, remember. yeah. He oh. said we, we thought stupendous was good because people would like have to go look and see what it meant. What? Why would anybody have to know what that? Everybody knows what that word means. Thought so too. So I was maybe, you know, the, the they were telling Michael Cole say penultimate. Yeah, I, I wondered if, if Michael Cole had just learned the word penultimate like recently. Yeah, I don't know. It was everywhere. Um, but anyway, so yeah, nothing's going on over here. I might do some streaming over at twitch.tv forward slash MS3 Steve here. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, but our friendos over at Church of Joshi, of course, part of the Church of Friendos uh, faction that we got going, uh, they're raising some money so they can go to the to the Roseland 3 uh, mm-hmm. Prestige Wrestling Show. Yes. And that's happening tomorrow, I believe, at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, at twitch.tv forward slash Vision. They're having a dance party, man. According to their little thing here on uh, on the, the Instagram, it says there's going to be prizes. Ooh. Surprises, guests, music, and most importantly, drinks. Ooh. It's last but not least. It's drinks right here. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. So uh, go check that out uh, at twitch.tv forward slash Kalevision. Should be a good time. Uh, I might hop in too. I, might, oh, I, I have the link. So I might just click, click, and then do my little clown show. You dance too? <laughs> have a couple drinks and then shuffle off. Yeah, I might do that. Oh, vibes also? Or there's gonna be vibes there? Kayla's in our chat. Vibes. She's saying there's gonna be vibes there. Vibes as well. Hilton, can we confirm there's gonna be vibes? I can guarantee you Hilton's not like you're looking at a wall at a corner. That's what you're looking at right now. Having vibes, been to your yes. office. Yes. Hilton Hilton's says yes, there. there's vibes. There's no Hilton there. You're talking to a wall. You don't do you know? have Hilton could be in the corner over there. Anyways. Highly doubtful. We're gonna talk. I know, look, we're just stalling on talking about SmackDown. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about Rampage. Uh but first 
Uh, sad last days of uh, Triple H's uh, in-ring career, apparently, today. Yes. He appeared on uh, Stephen A. Smith's ESPN Plus show, Stephen A.'s World, and the, before they released the full interview, uh, they had a little snippet they released on Twitter that was on First Take today. Um, in that snippet, he confirmed that, uh, in fact, his in-ring career has come to an end due to the cardiac event he suffered last September. These transcripts come to you from Fightful. So he had say, quote, for me, as far as in-ring, I'm done. I will never never wrestle again. I have a defibrillator in my chest, which is not a good idea for me. Zapped on live, live TV. I was already at a place in my career as far as the in-ring goes where I was comfortable being done and finished. If the right thing came along, I hadn't really said much, but if the right thing came along and they wanted me to do it, I had a conversation with Vince McMahon about doing something at WrestleMania this year in Dallas. We had talked about and there were plans for, obviously, when this happened, shut all that down. As far as the schedule, WWE is an intense place. It's 24-7, and you're running, running, running. It put things in perspective for me. Mm. And then he talked more about the cardiac event itself that led to his retirement. And so these transcripts from Fightful mm-hmm. are based uh, – uh, this, this batch is based on the clip that was released in advance from first take. Uh, they uh, ESPN put the full interview up on their YouTube, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he flushes out some of the details here about the heart issue. Um, apparently, like his dad, his grandfather, his great grandfather all had heart issues wow. at a relatively young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, genetic in nature. Yeah. They, they sounds, were thinking his yeah. heart problems. This sounds so, yeah. <clears throat> the actual cardiac event, he talks about that. And it, it sounds it sounds horrible. Yeah. He says, uh, he said this. He says, uh, from the viral pneumonia. He says, I had fluid in my lungs, fluid around my heart. He says, they followed up on it, did an EKG. He says, basically, the way your heart pumps out, it's 55 to 65% of your ejection fraction is a good number. So 55 to 65 is a good number. He says, he was at 30. He says, I had a quick text message saying, don't take time. Pack a bag. We'll head to the emergency room. I'll fill you in on the way. By the time I got to the emergency room, my ejection fraction had gone to 22 he says, I was in heart failure, bad. By the next morning, as they figured that out in the evening, the next morning I was uh, setting in to get an MRI done and about to go in for a, a heart cath. He says, my ejection fraction was down to 12%. He says, I was nosediving and at the one-yard line of where you don't want to be. He says, for your, and he gets really choked up here. I, I, I watched this part of the interview. He does. He says, for your family and your future, when they tell you it's 99%, it gets real. He says, we have three young girls, 15, 13, and 11. Suddenly I come home and I'm a little bit sick, and their dad, who is strong always, suddenly is in the hospital. He says, I don't know if they understood the consequences of it, but there are moments in there when they're putting you out for stuff and you think, is this it? Do you wake up again? That's tough to swallow. It makes you think differently about life. It doesn't make you any less driven with the things you do, but it certainly makes you appreciate the things you have, your friends, and your family, which uh, leads to him talking about his work at WWE. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as uh, well as talking about his in-ring career being over, he did mention that he is back uh, working at WWE headquarters. He says, my foot is not off the gas in the same manner, in some manner, sorry. I have to step back a little bit. I'm still in recovery. My endurance is not quite what it used to be before. I'm back in the office. I'm fully focused on recruiting and developing our talent for the future. Whether it's at the Performance Center, find the next young stud that's out there, male or female, Gable Stevenson, two-time NCAA champion, gold medal at the Olympics. His next step is with WWE. With us, it's finding that and creating that future. That's the biggest focus for me as we move forward from there. It's making sure WWE is a success for generations to come again. All those transcripts courtesy of Fightful. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, whatever the the, the WWE schedule, it, just, it does seem uh, pretty nuts. Um, yes. And uh, I mean, this is something that, that Eric Bischoff has talked about during his short stint a mm-hmm. couple of years ago. Uh, as executive vice president or uh, whatever it was, was it executive? It was executive director, I think. Yeah, something like that. Of SmackDown, that lasted like two weeks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I don't want to take meetings at two o'clock in the morning. That sounds miserable." Um, and uh, and yeah, like running as hard as he was running, and then on top of, I mean, I look, I have no idea if you know uh, what happened with AEW and NXT and all that would play into the stresses involved. That that would be pure speculation and irresponsible, but you got to just. I would think, generally speaking, there are just stresses that come with the job. Yeah, he was saying before he came down with the viral pneumonia, he said he was like on a twelve day the stretch where he was just traveling all over the place. Yeah, like cross country flights. They had SummerSlam in the midst of all that, and he said towards the tail end of that, he started feeling a bit run down. Mm-hmm. Thought it might be COVID related. Got tested, came back negative, and then it got to the point where he was just feeling really. He's feeling lousy. He said he was he coughed up some blood, mm-hmm. and Steph's like, "You gotta get this checked out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a good thing he does. You know, a lot of people yeah. that if he, if there's anything ever abnormal, man, go to the doctor. You know, go. I, I know, and I know healthcare is shit in this country and everything. But yes. like, if you can go get it checked out, because you never mm-hmm. know what they're gonna come back with. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know. We had sort of figured when you when something happens like that, that's dubbed a cardiac event um, and when he's been sort of on radio silence for a while now since then, you sort of just figure not going to expect a whole lot of Triple H, if any at all, ever in the ring again. Um, and, and, and he's confirming that here. You know, he's basically yeah. saying he's retired from from in ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, even over the last couple of years. You know, he he did the 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 DX match against Kane and Undertaker, and like his he tore his pack, mm-hmm. and uh, and then he had a little thing with I think Orton on one of the empty arena Raws. Well, he um, had uh, his last televised match was at what the that Super Showdown was it Super Showdown or was it? I, I think, thought it was that episode of Raw that it was like an empty arena Raw. Oh, was it episode of Raw uh, where it was like he was like in his dress slacks or jeans or something. And it was like when Orton was dealing with the fiend. I don't know. Again, this might be just me completely misremembering everything. I have no idea. Well, his last. So yeah, his last televised match was June seventh, twenty nineteen, against Orton in in, a, in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay, okay. That was his last televised match. Now the thing with Orton in when he was in the slacks, that might not have been a match. Okay, that might. Okay, that might be the I case. I think he was just a confrontation. I guess he had an untelevised match June 29th, 2019, where I believe it was him and Nakamura. Yeah, Hip Hop Hippo has it here. Nakam- him and Nakamura against Bob Roode and Samoa Joe. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah. I mean, look, the guy has a legendary career in every mm-hmm. way, shape, and form. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always been, like, even back in the day, he was like my guy. I loved, I loved him because he would always get out that sledgehammer. He'd do anything to win. He really did. He It was funny because Triple H was the kind of guy he, he played up being like the ultimate heel. But at the same time, you know, given it's funny because, you know, we were listening to the Survivor Series 2003 uh, uh, podcast about this stuff, like the Bruce Pritchard stuff, when we did the, the review of it a month ago. And he had a respect for history. Apparently, like Bruce Pritchard never wanted to bring that big gold belt back. And Vince wasn't really huge on it. But Triple H was like, 
I like the big gold belt. It's history. Mm-hmm. I want to, mm-hmm. I want that to be my belt. And he really made that belt when it was reintroduced to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we can go on and on talking about Triple H. Everybody oh yeah, knows I what mean, he there's his in-ring the career. There's there's NXT. Yeah, him kind of helping a whole new generation of of, of wrestlers make their way through the landscape of WWE mm-hmm. and bringing a lot of uh, really great names from the independents ended up be making them household names yeah. yeah you know i mean his dude his 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 philosophy in nxt is basically the, it was the basis for AEW. i mean you yeah. can see it right now in the dna of AEW. um it's just AEW had the money and resources and savvy to do it outside of the constrictive wwe umbrella mm-hmm. and uh and it's succeeding pretty wildly so um and wwe's meanwhile running in the opposite direction so, as evidenced by tonight's SmackDown. <laughs> as evidenced by, I meant philosophically with their talent, but in terms oh. of succeeding wildly, tonight's SmackDown did not do that. It'll still double the ratings of Dynamite inexplicably oh, yeah. because this was recap heavy. It yeah. was boring. It, it, You know, look, next week's SmackDown is probably going to be pretty killer. It's got the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It's WrestleMania SmackDown, so it's like an arm of WrestleMania. Yeah, essentially like a... Between Raw and SmackDown next week, we got an extended five-hour kickoff show leading up to WrestleMania, which will have its own kickoff show. Which will have its own kickoff show. So yeah. next week on SmackDown, you got you mentioned the Andre the, the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. They got Ricochet defending the Intercontinental title against both Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Mm-hmm. We'll get into how that match was set up uh, later on. Not a good way to set up a, a, a Intercontinental title triple threat match. Yeah. Um, one thing... You know, like SmackDown the last few weeks have been has been on a creative lull, and it seems like a lot of that is because SmackDown got pretty decimated in, in the draft in October. They yeah. gutted the entire mid card of SmackDown, mm-hmm. the entirety of it, mm-hmm. and and there's the, so much focus is being put on Brock and Roman. Doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of uh, of creative juices left for any other story. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that. And find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 
No, I I agree. I think that like you know we we've seen this before with with you know WrestleManias like leading up the last couple of weeks of the show. It's not like like they really kick things into high gear. They just sort of start reiterating what we've already seen to hype it. It's just a different philosophy as opposed yeah. to hey pay attention to this show every week. Um, it's hey. We've done some stuff to build these things. We've recapped it a lot, but we're going to recap it again to drive the point home. It's like we yeah. have all this time to tell our our stories with five hours of TV of our main roster every single week. Um, and that's a lot of time for us to show you what we did during one of those weeks. I know it's uh, it, it's I don't know. It's it's it doesn't make for compelling weekly. No television no, which is is speaking of of that does isn't wrestlemania I, and we're probably going to do the smackdown after wrestlemania uh live or uh, after the show yeah 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 but, but after that, that i think we're going to start doing them yeah we're going like, to kind of reconfigure our schedule a bit so we don't have to work friday nights um <laughs> yeah. uh yeah yeah and it seemed like the last few years for mania they have their handful of of marquee matches mm-hmm that they they spend a little bit of time to build towards everything else. It seems like, well, we got to fill out now two nights of WrestleMania. What are we gonna do? Yeah, and then like from a week to week basis, they just start creating stories out of thin air just to motivate a match, get to WrestleMania, and then that's it. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's you know they have their big matches. They got Roman Brock. They did some Roman Brock stuff tonight. It was kind of underwhelming. Uh, it was. It started off good. Yeah, the Ronda Charlotte stuff is unwatchable uh, almost. It, I mean, th- yeah, the match might end up being good because Ronda's pretty decent. Ronda's okay in the ring. Charlotte's great in the ring. Yeah, but my God, I don't. I have no idea why they just want Ronda to talk on her own. She cannot promo. It, it is the it sleepiest. I, I made a joke on Twitter. Have you seen the Shy Ronnie sketch or mm-hmm. skit on Saturday Night Live? She sounds like Shy Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, play anything? I'm gonna do it's it's horrible. It's it's just puts you to sleep. I know. There's I nothing know. there. I know. It's not it's not the strongest stuff. It's not. Um let's get into this uh real quick. So you have Ricochet beating Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title with the help of Johnny Knoxville. He defends against Sammy the following week and and beats him clean, which he needed to do. Yeah. So he's got momentum. He put on great matches. Oh yeah. And then you have them in back-to-back segments lose. Yeah, I know it's via distraction, v- uh, via a uh, pinfall to Angel Garza, and then count out to Humberto Creo because Garza's holding his leg. And like he just take all the wind out of his sails. Yeah, I know. Having him lose twice to t- look. I think Garza and Creo are great wrestlers. Yeah, sure. Uh, Garza's got a ton of personality. Carrillo's really improved a lot in that respect since yeah. he joined up with Garza to form Los Lotharios. Yeah. Apart from like a win against New Day, Los Lotharios have not been winning a whole lot. No, they're, they're, no the, the creative is not. You know, these two guys are really special. They yeah. are. Um, we've seen it before. They're not. They do not take advantage of what they can bring to the table at all. They got their kiss cam gimmick, and you know Vince, and he likes that kind of shit. Um, and that's fine. I like the kiss cam too. I think it's, I think it's fun, but like you could do so much more with that. I know, uh, with, with them and what they bring Mm -hmm. to the table. Mm -hmm. This just made ricochet look stupid. That's all it was. It made him look stupid. You don't get, 
you know, uh, 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 the, the, the cheat win or the distracted win or whatever you want to call it. And then he's like, whoa, hold on a second. Come on now. Let's do it again with the other one. And then and it just it happens again. Now, yeah. shame happens once. Shame on you happens twice. Shame on Ricochet. It's it makes him look stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Just like whatever whatever momentum he had. Whoop, gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. Uh, we had what was the actual main event match? You it know, was, I, I will say the the women brought it tonight. Sasha, yeah, Zelina Vega, I, I thought that was good, and, and I thought I thought uh, uh, Nakamura and, and Jimmy Uso was a solid. Bout. Hey, that was a good match too. Yeah, that, that was, was a, a solid good match. Bout. Yeah, um, but I, still, the highlight to me is hearing Pat McAfee say "poop," mm-hmm. "pupe," "pupe." All that champagne smell tastes like pupe. Yeah. I just popped huge Michael for that. Cole laugh, yeah, yeah. yeah Pat was on one today. He was just he, making. He was just trying to make Cole laugh tonight. Yeah, he said he said poop a lot. Yeah, that was the word of the day. Oh, poop. Anyways, you want to get into it? Sure. Let's see. I'm setting the timer right now. Let's try to get this done. All right, 15 minutes. All right, let's go. Nine so minutes. Bro- let's try nine, nine minutes. minutes. All right. So Brock, he's waiting outside Roman's locker room. So Caleb Braxton rolls up for an interview and uh, asks, you know, hey, fallout from last week. Brock says, yeah, I had to pay some fines. I bought uh, Roman. A new SUV and upper management upper, upper management told me I have no contact with Roman unless provoked. So I'm gonna go hang out in his locker room and wait for a good provoking. Mm-hmm. So he goes into the locker room, and says, "Oh, this is nice, not as good as mine, but not bad." And he s- grabs a grape that's off like the the fruit and vegetable platter. He takes a seat in the couch, and so there's a coffee table in front of him. And he puts his feet up. He does it with so much force and aggression that he smashes the coffee table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So setup is pretty decent. Yeah, no, setup's pretty decent. He's he's waiting to get a good provoking, yeah, <clears throat> as he says. Uh, after that, uh, we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus uh, Jimmy Uso. Of course, like you said, this was a really good match. Um, of course, there was all sorts of stuff going on outside the, on the outside with Jay and Boogs. Uh, the end though did see Nakamura. Uh, he set up for a Kinshasa. Jay lays out Boogs ringside. Shin gets distracted. Uh, he turns into a super kick from Jimmy. I thought that was done. And then uh, Shinsuke kicked out. Uh, Jay grabs Boogs' guitar. Boogs grabs the guitar back from him and sends him into the ring post. And that allows Shin to hit a spinning heel kick and then a Kinshasa for mm-hmm. the win on Jimmy. Yep. Uh, then we had our first of, well, sorry, second. First, the show kicked off with a, a, a recap of the Brock Roman stuff. Then we That's had our one, second extended two, recap of the yeah. night, which was Kevin Owens' bit from Raw. Yeah. Uh, we go back from that. Uh, we're in Roman's locker again. Brock is in there eating grapes. He takes a swig of the bottle of champagne and spits it out all over the place. Oh, it tastes Pat. like poop. Yeah, Pat said poop for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then we had a Drew McIntyre interview. He's like, yeah, this this match at Mania for me is different this year because it's personal with Corbin. He tried to end my career. He wasn't successful. Now that I've be- come back, I want to make Corbin's life a living hell. And it's made me happy since i could have done them in any time but i want to do it the grandest stage of all of wrestlemania and, and there i'm gonna wipe the grin off his face permanently and then we had a happy corbin video package i like this because it brought back great memories of bum ass corbin yes this is when pat said poop again after this yeah <laughs> he said poop you bum poop. ass yeah yeah <laughs> poop bum ass corbin uh, and then so backstage, you got Corbin and Moss watching the package together. <laughs> and uh, Corbin says, you know, my life is an inspiration. They can mo- make a movie trilogy about me. They can give me an Academy Award for being the happiest man in a leading role after I celebrate defeating uh, Drew McIntyre over his 
Broken Body. And then Moss says, hey, and I've got a title for that movie, Bald Fellas. Corbin's like, no. 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 And then just leaves. Corbin, you know what, man? I, I say it every week. Corbin does really good with what he gets. Unfortunately, what he gets is poop. 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 <laughs> Uh, so next, we were supposed to get Ridge Holland versus Kofi Kingston. We knew something was going to change because the ring announcer said co- being accompanied by Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston. <laughs> but he wasn't. And then, Kofi, and then there's no, there's no uh, Woods there. Yeah. So Kofi had to do a promo, and he says, hey, Ridge, hold up. He, he said you're going to have a match against uh, the New Day, but it was, it's not going to be me, but who? It's him. It's Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Xavier Woods wins in like 30 seconds, rolls up Ridge. And then uh, Sheamus and Pete Dunn hit the ring. New date leave. Butch is not going to have a match. Like, he, like apparently he was going to wrestle at Mania in the six-man against the New Day. Yeah. He, he might be in the Andre. Well, I have the graphic here, now that you mentioned it, because I did announce that tonight. So here's who's in the graphic. You got Hurt Business, you got Tazawa, Drew Gulak, Reggie, Shanky, R-Truth, Mansoor, Riddick Moss, Viking Raiders, Aziz, uh, Apollo Crews, Damian Priest, Finn, Bob Roode, and Jinder Mahal. Oh, so no butch. Um, What they might do, I guess, at WrestleMania is still do Woods. There's only 17 names. Okay. So They might do Woods and Kofi. Against Ridge and Sheamus, mm-hmm. and still Butch wouldn't wrestle. But maybe I mean that's only if if you know how many people are usually in the Andre twenty. Yeah, twenty, twenty or thirty, maybe. 20? I don't know exactly. Uh, mean, maybe maybe Butch will be in that. I mean, he'll be eliminated. He's not going to win it. No, he should, but he won't. Yeah, he's like one of the most talented wrestlers I have, and we're rare. We're rarely going to see him wrestle. I know. <laughs> like I'm just sort of I'm preparing myself for that so that like. When he does, I'll be like, oh, wow, great. What a we treat. A, what a, what a unique treat. surprise. Oh, what a unique surprise. We get four minutes of Pete Dunn. I know. Get an arm stomp, maybe a finger snap. No, they're not going to uh, let him do the finger stomp, man. They're, they're the finger snap. They're going to let him do that. He's going to be just like a brawler now. He's just going to be a, yeah. It is in a shameless cosplay. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, such that we got a Paul Heyman Matt chat question from back of a limo, but he hands the uh, the segment off to Roman pretty quickly. Um, Roman says, "I know Brock is dying to acknowledge his tribal chief, but I've been around uh, handling all sorts of business here in New York City. Had dinner at a great steakhouse. Said they spent five thousand dollars in sides. That's a lot of sides. So- what? Wow! Yeah. 
It's a lot of sides. I don't know if that's true. He said, oh, I think he was exaggerating too. He says after that, they stopped at Madison Square Garden, the place where they had Brock bleeding all over Manhattan. Mm. He says, Brock, if you don't get out of my locker room by the time I get to the Barclays Center, you're going to be bleeding all over Brooklyn too. Smash you. Uh, after that, we oh, had you a, get to talk about the Ronda Rousey promo. We had a shy Ronnie promo, shy Ronda promo. <laughs> he says, she she comes out and she says, uh, she tells Charlotte, she says, uh, because of the power of the announce table, I'm not just gonna take your title, the SmackDown Women's. Why would we call it SmackDown Women's title? It's a men's. It's, I'm just gonna call it SmackDown Champion. Charlotte, you're gonna hand it to her. Just call it Charlotte. And then Charlotte shows up on the Tron, says, hey, great speech, man, but uh, did you think you were going to be in Brooklyn? If you thought I was going to be in Brooklyn tonight, she says, uh, you don't answer. I don't answer when you call. Yeah. And Rhonda says, I know exactly who you are. Yeah, I'm Ron- I know who I am. I'm Rhonda. I said, Charlotte, no, when I was 14, I broke my first arm. I liked it so much. Started keeping count. Kept going to slow. And then Charlotte says, I'm going to hurt Rhonda plenty. Uh, <laughs> you'd have to throw me off the Brooklyn Bridge to get any satisfaction. And then Rhonda says, Charlotte Rick, it'll be the biggest. But when she wins, Charlotte lost count. Uh, after that, we had a Kayla interview. It, dude, it, it was just, it's just, it's like, oh, I broke a bunch of people's arms when I was 14 and I really liked it. What, why are you adding this new weird wrinkle into it that you were just wrecking people at 14 and you liked it? This, it just, it has zero heat to it. None. And no. they pipe in all the, the, the crowd responses. You see everybody just sitting down with their arms crossed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Riley here in chat says the muttering makes me uncomfortable. I'm going to yeah. be honest. Oh, Ronda... me, what you just did there made me a little anxious. I'm going to be honest with you. Rhonda's promos do that to me. They, it makes me anxious. It's like there's no... It's like there's no air in her lungs. It's like it's like she expelled all the, all the, all the air from her lungs and then starts her promo. That's what it sounds like. Maybe she interesting is. take. Maybe she does. <laughs> Maybe it's it's like take. it's like a new Meisner technique, perhaps. It could be. It could be. <laughs> Here, I'll try to get through this by doing that. Okay. Okay, try that. Yeah. What does he mean? interviews Brock in Roman's locker room, offers up, and she he says, "You want some rotten grapes?" He says he's not leaving. He's having so he's he's having so much fun. You think I I can't do it? Sounds like, like you're reading a letter from the Zodiac Killer. I know. <laughs> He thinks that Kayla should find Roman and tell him to get here ASAP because he's running out of things to smash. Uh, he wants to be in the smash zone. After that, we had Ricochet versus... Oh, sorry. Angel. He grabs the lamp and throws it. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, so after that, we had Ricochet versus Angel Garza. Sorry if that made anybody else anxious out there listening to this on your so, walk or jog or something. So this is what happened. So Ricochet comes out first, then uh, Los Lotharios. And so the Tron, or the Tron, the lower third, said Angel with Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. So before they go to commercial, they show the graphic for the match, and it's Ricochet versus Humberto Carrillo. Right, yeah. 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 And then after the commercial, Michael Cole had to say, oh, we told you it was Humberto Carrillo. It's going to be... No, wait. We told you it was going to be Angel. It's actually going to be Humberto. But it was Angel Garza. It was like the other way. Yeah, it was was Angel. Angel was the first first one, right? Yeah. And Cole had said Humberto when uh, before we went to commercial. Yeah, it just it felt like a clusterfuck. It felt like it felt like an afterthought. The Tonight Show felt like an afterthought. Yeah, it did. It felt like it was all written at the last minute. Yeah. So, anyways, Angel gets the roll up on Ricochet after Umberto distracts Ricochet on the apron. Ricochet gets on the mic, says it's not going to happen like that. I, it's cool that you stick together, but I'm going to break up this family reunion because it's not going to happen at my expense. He says, Carrillo, get to the ring and and get the loss your cousin was about to get." 
And then we get Ricochet versus Umberto Carrillo. And this time, Ricochet gets counted out uh, because uh, they go to the outside. Garza is under the ring, and he grabs Ricochet's foot so he can't beat the 10 count. So he loses. Um, and then afterwards, which actually made some amount of sense because the first one was a championship contender match. You got to figure the second one was, too. It so was. Ricochet, they said it was. They said it was. They went yeah. to commercial, came back, and said it was a championship contender match. So yeah, to next week, they have the triple threat where you have Los Lotharios both challenging for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Individually, not a, not a handicap match. Right, right, right. Yeah. So they have to go after each other here. Exactly. So then we had a Sami Zayn interview. He's talking about how he's feeling good about things. Mm-hmm. He said, there's one thing blowing my mind. People think Johnny Knoxville stands a chance against me. Johnny has no idea what he's in store for. Yes, Knoxville has his pranks, maybe car pranks, Steve. Car pranks. He's, he's known for. Are there, is there going to be car pranks at WrestleMania? Maybe. Apparently, Sammy's got something else up his sleeve. So Sammy says, but I'm the master strategist, and I've had nothing but time to dream up all these fantastic ways to hurt Knoxville. And I promise everybody that at Mania, Knoxville will experience punishment that has never been seen at WB Reed before. Car pranks. Car pranks. We've never seen well, we've seen lots of car pranks. That's what was what was true. what was top car prank in uh, in in WWE history? It had to have been the cement in Vince's uh, yeah, car. Yeah, I was going right? to say that the Corvette, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that was a hell of a car prank. That was a massive car prank. <laughs> Tonight's car prank was pretty lame, though. It was pretty lame. Mr. Sinister says he's bringing the cycle ninjas with him. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Austin Theory uh, comes running out. He, we don't see him. He just sort of shows up, and he, like, whacks Pat's uh, headset off his head, and then McAfee makes chase, chase him backstage. Austin runs into Vince's office, and, of course, Pat has to not, uh, he has to not go in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we had Sasha Banks versus Zelina Vega versus Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. Probably the best match of the evening. Uh, so right before the commercial break, because it's not just the four competitors who are out there. Their respective partners are out there, too. Mm-hmm. So the match breaks down before the commercial break. Huge brawl. Smackdown rolls on. It comes back. All the partners have been tossed from ringside. I'm sorry, everybody in chat's dropping their favorite WWE car pranks. Oh, Mr. Great. Sinister says the limo blown up has to be oh the gosh. best one, right? Because Vince was supposed to be in it and then he wasn't. I know. What a car super prank. car prank that was. Car prank. Uh, so Sasha puts a bank statement on Zelina uh, and then Shayna puts a wrist lock on Zelina as well. Yeah. And then Sasha then says, uh-uh. Puts both of them in the bank statement. That was great. It was really cool, yeah. And then Rhea breaks it up with a drop kick. Uh, She goes for a riptide on Shayna. Shayna counters that with a clutch. Sasha breaks that up with like a double backstabber. Mm -hmm. So Shayna rolls out of the ring. And Zelina hits uh, Sasha with a code red. Sasha kicks out. Shayna pulls Zelina out. Rhea takes them both. Or takes out Shayna with a cannonball off the apron. Zelina hits uh, Rhea with a Rana off the apron. She gets back in the ring. Sasha just puts her right in the bank statement. Zelina taps. It's a really fun match. It was a really fun match. Uh, it's sort of, I'm not sure I like the math here because my early pick for this was Sasha and Naomi. But I'm kind of just thinking, I'm wondering. I don't know. I, it might be Rhea and Liv. I'm th- yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. But... It also might just be them retaining, Zelina and Carmella retaining, maybe. I don't know. I know who's not winning. It's not going to be Shane and yeah. Natalia. Yeah. Um, after that, we had Roman and Paul arriving at the Barclays Center. Paul says, I don't feel so well, my tribal chief. And Roman says, you'll be fine. But Brock Lesnar won't be. Smash him. 
Yeah. Then we have a Roman Reigns promo. He asks Brooklyn, acknowledge me. And then he asks uh, Paul if Brock is still in my locker room. Paul says, I don't know. I just know that Brock is here. That's a bad thing. Roman says, don't be afraid, wise man. It's only a bad thing for Brock because if Brock's still in my my locker room, I'm going to go back there and put his head through the wall. Smash him. (laughs) (laughs) I love when he says smash him. It's my favorite thing. Smash. So then uh, the Tron... Tron shows an empty but wrecked locker room. He's like, oh, the couch is on the floor. Yeah, Tipped poop. over. There's poop. poop. There's poop. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm almost getting it. Poop. Yeah. It's like, it's not puke. It's like the opposite. It's like poop. <laughs> Anyways. He, he created a new vowel, I feel like. <laughs> he Somehow totally combined did. an O and an E. Yeah, he, he did. Combined an O and an E together. Poop. It's hard to get. Uh, <laughs> so the crowd starts chanting Suplex City. And Roman loses his cool. He says, I told you, this is, you idiots, this isn't Suplex City. It's the island of relevancy. He says, it doesn't look like he's in the locker room anymore, so where is he now? And they cut in Brock's in, like, the parking area. And he's got a pickaxe. He starts taking it to Roman's SUV, lame car prank. And Roman's like, I got five Suburbans, lame car prank, yeah. Brock. <laughs> this is nothing to me. He says, Brock, there aren't going to be any weapons at Mania, dummy. And so uh, Brock says, yeah. Tosses the pickaxe, makes his way to the ring, but through the crowd, and he's standing at the announce table. And when he gets there, security just floods out. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, grabs a chair, starts taking it to security. Roman and the Usos flee up the ramp, and the Brock just beats the heck out of security with a chair. Uh, he even chases off Pat and Michael Cole, and then stands on the announce table with chair and WWE title. And then we get this awkward promo from Gorilla Position where Roman says, uh, "Hey, you will acknowledge me." At WrestleMania as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we get that done in nine minutes? Eight minutes and 39 seconds. Wow, man. Well done. Poop. Car pranks. Car pranks. Uh, after that, we had AEW Rampage. Uh, kicked off with Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, this is, you know, they're in Dustin's hometown. That kind of just automatically, these days, just sort of automatically means dude's going to go over. Uh, yeah. This time it involved an exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. Dustin was bleeding from his ear yeah, like early on in this match. Yeah. So, so like, Archer's going for a blackout. And Dustin just kind of collapses to the mat. And Archer looks at that exposed turnbuckle and points at it. And is like, all right, we're going to do this now. Yeah. And then uh, 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 Dustin instead pushes Archer into that exposed turnbuckle, mm-hmm. rolls him up for a win, and then Archer proceeds to beat the living crap out of uh, Dustin Rhodes. And then makes yeah. him bleed another time. Yeah. All then, over from a different place. And choke slams him through the time timekeeper's table. Yeah. Um, we have another great WWE car prank here from White Brown. He says Taker dragging Hogan is a great car prank. That was a really good car prank. When Hogan tried to start up Taker's bike and he couldn't, good car prank right there. Our prank. Uh, yeah, Jay Lethal interview next. He's asked, what's next? And he says, back to the drawing board. He says, I'm not one to complain, but I can't see past my blemishes. Those blemishes are Ricky Starks and Adam Cole. And the similarity between those two blemishes is that both Starks and Cole had to cheat to win. Mm. He says, uh, and now they both get chances that I don't. Now they make more money. He says, there's got to be a better way. Got be I got some way. thinking to do. And he walks off can't, uh, screen and still, you hear him say, there's got to be a better way. Got to be a better way. Serenity now. Uh, another great car, car prank. Boss man dragging Big Show's dad's coffin. <laughs> That's a hell of a car prank right there, man. 
That was a massive car prank. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Fuego. Oh, yeah, then Fuego's in the ring, this fool. He's, uh, he says, you know, from the second I stepped foot in this company, I knew nothing was going to be handed to me, and I heard commentary last week call me an undersized underdog. He says, uh, last week I took it to the House of Black, and for a moment, all you people were chanting my name. You people believed in me. They believed in my fight. He says, so House of Black... All three of you big motherfuckers, I'm ready to fight. And evidently they were too because the lights came down. One light comes up, Murphy's in one corner. He's wearing Murphy. wolf pack gear. Uh, and then in another corner, of course, you got that big man, uh, Brody King. Fuego's pooping his pants. <laughs> Poop. And then in the middle, of course, is leader of House of Black, and that's Malachi. And they just fucking wreck him. He pooped beat the his shit pants. Out of him. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, so did. House of Black leave. Uh, Dark Order comes down, steps up to him on the ramp, and then eventually Dark Order just lets House of Black pass because uh, the next match we have is Alan Angels and 10 taking on Redragon. Before that, we had a, a, another unfortunate Dan Lambert promo where pretty much the point of this is no more open challenges for the TNT title. That's it. All needs to be said. And that's what Lambert said and Scorpio Sky said. Uh, again, Scorpio Sky doesn't need anybody doing his talking for. Neither does Ethan Page. Neither does Ethan Page. This guy says, uh, I can't be beat, but if you want a shot, you got to earn it the hard way. Consider the open door closed. Boom. And then we have... It doesn't work in here. Yeah, I can't make it work in here either. If I just had one button I, button I could push, that yeah, right. all lights would go I mean, out. Uh, it would be really effective. Wait, here we go. No. It's not as smooth when I do it. No. No, oh, there we go. I saw it a little bit, but it's not... White Brownie has got another car prank. Uh, Randy Orton RKOing uh, Hogan on the car is a legendary car prank. Yeah. Hell of a car prank right there. <laughs> Great car prank. Great car prank. Uh, so we had uh, Dark Order members, Alan Angels and 10, taking on Reed Dragon. Uh, this match wasn't terribly competitive, competitive although uh, Alan Angels got a good amount of his shit in before eating the pit. Um, yeah, he did. Via chasing the dragon. Reed Dragon didn't have to eat, uh, use their finish. Yeah, right. Yeah. They use their signature. So the Jurassic Express runs down to chase off Redragon, but then Adam Cole runs down and grabs the tag title. See, it runs off with them. I like this because we've talked about this before. What do we think about the trope of stealing a title? Well, how do you up the ante? You steal all the titles. That's great. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I like it a lot. Uh, that's that. They ran the Nyla Rose promo that they put on Twitter after Dynamite this past Wednesday. Yeah. Um, again, a situation where Nyla Rose is a really good talker. Yeah, she can talk. Doesn't need Vicky. And if you, if you have to explain the point of a promo, which she actually had like a really cool, like I found out after the fact that that was the same building that she, yeah, that's uh, what she said. Yeah. Yeah. She won the, yeah. the, the women's title. Uh, and then they explained it in this promo because it went up on Twitter like right afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, man, how much more effective would that have been if if you don't go with where they went to on Dynamite? Instead, Nyla Rose just comes out and whoops Thunder Rose's ass and says, 
I won the title here once this place, you know, I'm not going to give you the respect that you deserve. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. don't need Vicky. She doesn't. Nope. She doesn't. Uh, I'm just Joe has another great car prank. Well, this one actually wasn't that great. Miz putting finger paint in Bad Bunny's car. Actually, pretty lame. It was a pretty because lame it was car like, prank. It was like the most obviously wash Water-based stuff. Yeah, yeah. That you can just pose it off. I know. Kind of a lame car prank. I remember us, car at prank. the time, we thought it was a lame car prank. Yeah, I recall that as well. So after that, uh, Nyla Rose had a match against Maddie Rinkowski. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds, beast bomb. Nyla Rose gets the win. Done. Uh, after that, we had QT Marshall. He uh, had a certificate of accomplishment to present to Hook. Now, it's great because uh, our mods, of course, led by the amazing Maggie, uh, print, gave us a certificate of appreciation. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, we are actually two people. It says here, even our own mods think that we're one person, Stephen Larson. Stephen Larson. Mm-hmm. Last mm-hmm. name Larson, first name Stephen. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, the, the effort and thought. This that, really is a thought. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tremendous, prestigious award. Uh, I'm honored to be presented with it, and I hope you feel the same way, Steve. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, for for your extraordinary service and dedication dedication to your profession. That's suspect. That I'm not sure about that. Hey, I, man, we're working Friday nights, man. I feel like this like well, we're losers, and we don't have anything better to do. Um, this right here, I feel like it. Uh, it's a bit too much to live up to. I got an idea. We can yeah. start doing with our Friday nights after WrestleMania. Car pranks! You got it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Walmart and do some car pranks. Do some car pranks. God, we're going to kill this car pranks gag. This is the car pranks episode, and then it'll be done. I guess so. So QT says, normally a mentor would get jealous when his protege surpasses him, but not me. He says, congratulations, Hook. This is something you can tell your grandkids about, and he shows off a certificate in this frame with glass, you know, pane in front of this. In a frame. It's a frame. It's a picture frame, frame. but it's a award. You know, it's yeah. like presented yeah. as a major award. Yeah. Presented so as a major award. So Aaron Solo's there. So Hook grabs Solo's head and smashes it yeah. after Solo fires off some confetti, smashes Solo's head into the, the certificate and he just leaves. Yeah. But so then Danhausen comes out in the ramp and tries to curse him. And Hook mm-hmm. just walks right walk right past him. Yeah. He no totally selling the, no selling the, the curse. curse. Didn't work. Uh, after that, we had uh, the main event interview between uh, Swerve and Ricky Starks. Stark says, I have no problem with newcomers coming in. He says, but Swerve has this sense of entitlement. That's what I have a problem with. He says, last time uh, I had a house, I got evicted from it. And no, last, last time Swerve had a house, he got evicted from it. Oh, Swerve, about NXT. talking about NXT, yeah. yeah. Uh, he says he got evicted from it. The last time uh, we, went, we went at it, I came out on top. No, who came out on top? Swerve came Starks, out on top? Starks came out on top. Yeah, I don't know. You got a bunch of he's in here. It's two he's talking. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So anyway, Swerve <laughs> says... Uh, it's the same punk ass Ricky Starks he says the last house taught me to come in and take he says I'm entitled as hell and I'm taking a rampage and making it whose house Swerve's house Swerve's house and they start yelling at each other and Mark Henry says would you guys relax Anthony Tobias is a great par- car prank here Samoa Joe yelling at Regal get better security yes yes top 10 car prank in that is a history. great car prank yeah because he was in a car uh, then we've got, so what is this going to happen on dynamite? The bunny yeah. taking on a new women's talent for the Owen cup qualifier. A lot of awesome women talent out on the free agent wrestling market. Uh, so, uh, I'm excited about this, man. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, Tony storm, Athena, Mia Yim, Nixon duel. Nixon a lot of Duel, good names out the name there. I was thinking a lot of yeah. good names. Hopefully Athena. Yeah, I hope it's Athena, man. She's I'm terrific. really hoping for Athena because she terrific. is awesome. Awesome. Uh, 
Then we had our main event here. Uh, uh, Ricky Starks retained his FTW title with help from a distraction. And, uh, uh, well, he distracted the ref, Starks did. And then Hobbs lays out Swerve on the floor. And then Starks hits a Rochambeau for the win. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's like three guys up at commentary with the giant Ricky Starks sign. Yeah, one of them looked like Chris Kaufman. A little bit. And so I had the volume low, so I didn't hear the explanation. But anyways, they came out to the ramp holding the sign up. You know, you go to like a college football game and they have that banner and they run through the banner. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and I was like, okay, someone's going through that banner. Sure enough, Keith Lee comes up and tosses one of those guys the banner. He beats the heck out of the other two. Uh, so I guess they're probably indie wrestlers from the Austin area. Mm-hmm. Hits the ring, brawl breaks out. Uh, so I'm guessing, in, in whether it's Dynamite or probably more likely Rampage next mm-hmm. week, we're going to get Starks, Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve. We got another great car prank here from Wrestling Past. Enforcer mentions Goldberg severing an artery in his wrist, which was a hell of a car prank. When and he punched, de- punched through the window, yeah. Yeah. Apparently they had big plans for Goldberg because it was right after he lost his title yep. because yep. of the cattle prod, and then he was going to uh, get it back. He was going to fight the entire NWO. That was Nash's idea. Uh, they were going to stack the deck against him, but unfortunately due to car prank, uh, Goldberg was sidelined for a while. Never came to fruition. Let's go ahead and answer some questions. If you're in the Twitch chat, go ahead and highlight some messages. I have a thread here from the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Great way to help support going in raw. Get a bunch of bonus stuff. We've got a brand new, albeit a tiny bit late episode, weekly newsletter of the Kip Up that just went out today. Okay, so Hugh Long Heavy. Uh, wait, did you get the Kip Up out already? Yes, it went up, yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I meant to tell you that I got the stuff filled in. I forgot to. Uh, Hugh Long Heavy says, the guy on the right was Ricky's cobbler. The guy in the yellow shirt was Ricky's barber. Don't remember the middle guy, though. Well, the guy on the right was Christopher Kaufman. Although Maggie claims that Kaufman says he was not at the show. Uh, he it So it wasn't just that he, as Maggie says here, got confused for another brown-haired, bearded white guy. This guy looked like Kaufman in the face. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, let's see here. Alex Foster says, WWE decided to put on their first premium live event in space. What mm. wrestlers do you task with putting on a great show in a zero-gravity environment? See, what you do, you got to rebrand uh, Ricochet yeah. as uh, 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 Lightspeed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, uh, yeah, who would be Beal Armstrong? Kaufman's here in the chat. He says, keep my name out of your mouth. Kaufman, you were at AEW Rampage wow. tonight. Wow. Um, he subbed while saying it, though, so it's all good. Beal Armstrong. For some reason, I feel like uh, Jonah, formerly Bronson Reed. Hey, that's a good. made a really yeah. good Beal Armstrong. That's a good Beal Armstrong. I like that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dave Matushek, likening St. Peter's run to the Elite Eight in the NCAA tournament. Which is your favorite Cinderella moment in wrestling? Oh, it's WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan. Yes, Daniel Bryan, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Jorge D, in order for his locker room to not be destroyed by Brock again, Roman decides to hire some people to design a locker room so nice for Brock to stay in all night. He hires you two. What do you do? If you fail, you will be on security duty in a one-way ticket suplex city. I would do some... I would... Well, this is what I would do. What we what we found out about Brock's interview from Brock's interview on Pat McAfee. Yeah, he likes to butcher meat. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. You 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 give him his own little uh, butcher shop in like there, a butchering station. Yeah, and he would be content for hours. And then here's the thing: hey, tag me in. I got one. Here's what you do: you you, you get like a TV and a VCR, and you put in the best of sa- the Sable tape. Remember, they had that Sable mm-hmm. VHS mm-hmm. tape. Mm-hmm. You put that in. Boom, you're good. Uh, Cornbread Haas, what wrestling legend do you wish would have gotten the Goldberg treatment, winning titles, big WrestleMania and Saudi show matches instead of Goldberg? Sid. Uh, winning titles, big Mania and Saudi show matches, etc. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Austin. I'll go with Austin. I think his you know he doesn't need to do a big uh, jackhammer. He doesn't concuss himself prior to shows. Um, I think Austin, you know, all he does, he goes out there and hits stunners. Oh, I thought another great car prank. Yeah. When uh, Roman was in the ambulance, Braun flipped it over. <laughs> what a car prank that was. Fantastic that was car prank. That was a good one. I like that. <laughs> Killer car prank right there. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Xavier Grace says, can you please explain to me why SmackDown is getting more boring to watch than Raw? Yes, it is. It, it, uh, not telling interesting Raw, stories. Well, SmackDown and Raw, it's always cyclical. Like, while one yes. is doing well, the other one sucks. Mm-hmm. While th- that one starts doing better, and then the, the first one's doing well again, or starts sucking. Sucking again, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know why it is. I think they have, like, they, they like Vince might sort of just pay attention to one and then stops paying attention to that and goes to the other. I don't know why. I don't know why. But it's just it's a pattern and we've always noticed. Yeah, yeah. When SmackDown's good, Raw's trash. When Raw's decent, SmackDown yeah. underwhelms. Shavon asks, with the unfortunate news of Triple H having to retire, what would have the ideal retirement match have been for him? Ideally you would have, hmm, it would have been an NXT guy. It would have been like in a in a perfect universe, it would have, would have been, been Finn. 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 There's a small list of guys. It'd be either Finn, Kevin Owens, Owens, maybe Rollins. Uh, yeah. You could even dig dig a little more recent NXT. Maybe like an Alistair or um, Gargano, Champa or Gargano. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. thinking those names. Um, or Oscar. Oscar would have been great. Oh, that would have been interesting. I know, right? Uh, let's see here. Thank you, everybody, for sharing your favorite car pranks. Oh, appreciate. It. I know we couldn't get to them all, but uh, yeah. that was that was really that was really great. Um, let's see here. Who's next person? Oh, uh, Sup John says John Moxley, Pack, and Julia Hart all had eye patches. Who's the next person to get one, and how will they get it? Solo's going to have one because uh, Glass oh, got his eye tonight. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't top that. Yeah. Oh, man. AEW car prank. Didn't they mess up Sue's van? They did. Yeah, car prank. Mm-hmm. There was like a bunch of car pranks going on in that New York City street fight. The, there uh, was. There was all cars. Put some sorts of cars. There's pickups. The best all friends car versus LAX or whatever. Yeah. Santana yeah. Ortiz, yeah. Let us know your favorite car pranks in the comments below. Or if you're listening to us yes, on the please. podcast version of this, please let us know what car pranks uh, uh, were your favorite? Oh, oh, Maggie. So the question is, when do we get a Bardal sponsored car prank? We got that at Tripmania a couple of years yes. ago. Pagano and Chessman. We did. We got that. Yeah, we totally did. 
Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, my God. Zondo says that car prank to that little kid's face at Impact. That kid got ran down at Impact. That was a huge car wow. prank. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.